If you want to lift yourself up, lift up someone else. That's a quote from Booker T. Washington. He was an incredibly powerful, influential black American around the turn of the last century. And he really lived that quote out. He created all kinds of schools for kids who were disadvantaged, black kids and all kinds of people who just needed an education. He was an educator and that was his passion. And he lifted himself up by lifting up so many others. Okay, listen, it can be exhausting trying to prove yourself as a leader, especially if you're a young leader who feels you have a lot to prove. If you've got a lot of people who are like, is she the one? Is she going to be the one who's really going to take us to the next level? You feel all this pressure and it's really tiring. You're consistently running around trying to do more than is expected of you. And then letting those above you know what you've done because you got to let them know or you're not going to get any credit for that. Well, as a leader, you know you can't get everything done without the help of those who work for you. And I'm going to hopefully change the way you look at that. So how do you do that? There are ways that work and ways that don't work. And among the ways that do work, there are some that work much better than others. Today, we're going to talk about what motivates people to do more. Not just your employees, though. Listen, I'm a holistic business coach because I realize every area of our life influences our success in business and all the other areas are all intertwined your kids, your neighbors, the people who service your car, your home, the people you see at the grocery store every day, even the customers you have, what gets them to help you grow your business? Let's talk about people today and how you can help them and in turn have them help you. But there's a little caveat to that statement that I just said, which I'll share right after the intro. So let's jump into that right now. You're listening to Mental Mastery Moment. I'm your coach, Paul Desmond Adams. Think of this as your quick daily coaching session before you get back in the game of life each and every weekday. On Wednesdays, we talk about people and relationships because no matter what you're doing in life, no matter what your business is about, people will be the most important part of anything you do. In each 10-minute episode, I hope to help you live the life you desire and deserve to live. A life of peace and purpose, enjoying the people you love, performing at your highest levels, and tapping into your infinite creative potential, all the while making life fun and pleasurable. If all that sounds a little bit impossible to you, try it out. Come along with me for a week of podcasts. I think you'll be surprised at what actually is possible. Let's get started right now on your journey with today's episode, Mental Mastery Moment. Okay, let's get to that caveat I mentioned right before the intro. I had said, let's talk about people, how you can get them to help you by helping them out. Well, if you're doing it for that reason, I think you might even already know, it's never gonna work. People know what your motive is and it might work short term, but it's not gonna work long term. And I always encourage people to play the long game. And a lot of people you see around you getting ahead and it might even irritate you, but they're playing the short game if they're doing stuff like this. Play the long game and at the end of the career, at the end of the day, you are gonna be so much better off. And we're gonna talk about what all this is gonna give you as we get through this episode. You know, I was thinking there were a couple other quotes I could use other than the one from Booker T. Washington. But there's another quote that I could have used. And so I talk about spiritual stuff on Thursdays, so tomorrow. But I was thinking there's something that Jesus said. That which you do unto the least of these, you do unto me. So who are the least of these? 
Well, this will help you understand what you value. Because if you think the least of these are the people without money or the people without big houses or fast cars or all the things that maybe you value, you might want to check yourself because oftentimes the least of these are people like you and me. The truth is everyone is the least of these. We're multidimensional people. I'm not just a business coach and a podcaster. I'm a dad and I'm a papa. I'm a grandpa if you're old, but I'm not. So I'm a papa who struggles to know what's the best thing to do to help my kids, to help my grandkids. I'm a husband who isn't perfect. I say dumb things and I have to apologize for it. I'm a neighbor who can seem secluded and disinterested in others. And I'm, I'm an introvert, but I'm not very rich in that area. I'm a brother and an uncle and a cousin, all the other things that make me who I am. And I'm far from perfect in all of those areas. I am not rich in those areas. So I'm one of the least of these in many of those roles. It doesn't matter who you're dealing with. The president of the United States struggles with stuff in life. And to keep this non-political, this president, the previous president, and the one before him, and the one before, and going all the way back, all of them, the Pope struggles with things. We're all the least of these. And if you can understand that, that each one of us has something that we're struggling with, that we're not rich in, that we don't do well, that'll help you really relate to people and really learn to serve people. Another quote I thought of, and it's one by John F. Kennedy, it said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I'm sure you've heard that before. This is about serving your country, not having your country serve you. When you serve your country, you're making life better for everyone in your country, including yourself. So as you serve the others, you're raising yourself up, but they're coming up with you. When you volunteer at a food bank and you improve the quality of life in your community, you're bringing up the quality of life for everybody. When you pick up trash on the side of the road or while you're out walking your dog, you pick up an empty soda bottle or can or something like that. When you pick up your own dog's poop, you're, you're serving your community and you're helping out. And believe me, there are a lot of people who don't do that. This quote could also be, that's not what your employees can do for you, but what you can do for your employees. And right now your head might have just exploded like, well, what? I'm not here to serve them. No, we are. We're here to serve each other. It could be ask not what your church volunteers can do for you, but what you can do for your church volunteers. That's not what your followers or your listeners to your podcast can do for you, but what you can do for your followers or listeners. This is a complete mindset shift. And I know it's not Monday when we talk about mindset, but that's what this is really all about. It's about people, but changing our mindset when it comes to serving people as a leader. I'll tell you, I had something happen to me and I'm gonna share it, not because I wanna brag or boast, but because I was shocked by what ended up happening. I had to let an employee go because of some reorganization. They performed well, they were a good person. We did some restructuring and that meant we were eliminating that position and shifting it into something else. That's never a good situation. It never really ends well. And it can be one that leaves deep wounds and hurts a relationship. Well, a few years after I had let this person go, he called me one day and he asked me. Now, we had had communication the whole time. And that's part of what I'm sharing with you. But he asked me to be a groomsman in his wedding. Think about that. The guy I had to let go was the same guy who asked me to be one of four or five people who stood at that altar with him as he went through one of the biggest events in his life. Why is that? And believe me, I was shocked. I was like, what, me? What? <laughs> Man, that was really blew me away. Here's what happened. I had to let him go as an employee, but I didn't let him go as a human being. He was still valuable to me in that role. I didn't use him in the other role, in the tasks that I needed to have done each day, 
but he was still a valuable human being and I was still there to serve him. I invested in him as a person. We had a lot of conversations about all kinds of stuff, his work, his career moving ahead, what he was going to do next. And I did everything I could to help him. And when it came to his relationships, I really had a lot of good conversations with him and ended up marrying this woman that he was dating at the time and things were in and out and up and down and and it ended up working out. And that's because I invested in him. And I don't say that again to brag or boast. I'm just saying when we invest into people, not into employees, but into people, there's a huge dividend that gets paid. I was so honored to be there, to stand there with him and to watch him on that day and to celebrate with him on that day. It wasn't a calculated thing and it certainly wasn't done so I could one day be in his wedding. That wasn't my motive. It was done because he deserved my service. He wasn't below me. On an org chart, he might have been. But in life, he wasn't. He was beside me. We worked together. And even after the work role ended, we lived life together. At a distance, he had moved back to Maryland. And there was a difference there. But he still mattered to me. And he was still a person to me. We stayed in touch. I cheered him on in life. I cheered him on in his business life and his person. It was just a great, great thing. And again, I share that with you. Because I want you to understand that when you invest in people, there's something that gets paid back to you that really isn't tangible. And it was amazing. And what joy we had celebrating together. See, there's really two types of leadership. Now, there's a bunch of different types, but there's two that are really distinct and and really big. And, And a lot of the bad leadership styles fall under the one where leaders use their team to help them look good to the leaders above them. This is the leader who has their employees work extra hours so that when the boss is there, that it looks good to the boss. And then this woman, who's the boss, can say, wow, look at what we've done here. It's amazing. And get the pats on the back and all that stuff. And let me tell you, thanking your team for doing all that work and even giving them bonuses isn't going to matter if you skip over valuing them as a person. Make them the hero and you the humble beneficiary of their efforts. Be humbled by it, the fact that they worked to help you and work equally hard to help them. Do the work with them. Have them tell you what you can do to help them get it done. Because you're the leader of the team doesn't mean you know everything that needs to be done. There's times when you get down into the weeds of things, you really shouldn't know all those things that need to be done. And in those times when you're in the weeds and you're doing stuff like that, maybe a mechanic or something, and you run in the shop and you you got a new car in there that maybe you've never worked on because you haven't been out in the shop as much because you're running the business. And one of your new employees has one of these. And maybe they can teach you something and, and you can learn from them and they can guide you. And you say, hey, I've never done the brakes on this car. Can you show me how to do that? Oh my gosh, you know what you just did to this person? You've so empowered them. They feel like a leader now. And that's what you're doing. You're nurturing people to become leaders themselves. The other type of leadership is the one where you use yourself to help the team look good to the leaders above you. Help your employees look great to your superiors. Your the, And I, I don't even like the above you and below you thing because it, it's really a misnomer. But the people who are on the org chart above you, brag about your teammates to them, your team members. Brag about them. In fact, I would start with the person who maybe feels like they're the least significant and heap praise on them in front of the bigwigs. Tell them, man, this woman, she has been incredible. She greets everybody who walks in here with a smile. She serves people. It's so incredible. And work your way, again, finger quotes here, up that org chart until you get to yourself. And at that point, there's really nothing left to say because you've bragged on all of these people who have been working with you. You know, there's another phrase in the Bible that says, the first will be last and the last will be first. 
This describes the way God's kingdom works, the way the universe works, really, if you want to go that way. It really describes the way things work in this universe. Service to others, being last, is what moves you up the ranks. This isn't some strange thing that happens after this life is over. That's not what it's about. This is about the kind of kingdom that brings joy that exists here on earth. The ones who serve the most are the ones who have the riches of the kingdom. And what are the riches of the kingdom? It's not a Lamborghini. The riches of the kingdom is not a big house on a hill. The riches of the kingdom are the things we all end up later in life wishing we had more of. Peace, joy, love, kindness, all those things that we wish we had more of. And we sit in our fancy car and we feel alone and we think, man, I sure wish I could talk to my kids more often. Man, I wish I had told my dad how much he meant to me. We want peace and joy in the intangibles. And those are the riches of that kingdom that puts the least first. Really, here's what it comes down to. Don't end your life alone in a room filled with trophies telling you how great you were. Help others fill their trophy case. And you'll be surrounded by amazing people who did amazing things because of your service to them. And they will praise you and they will talk you up. They'll lift you up. They will applaud you and you will be so filled with joy and love and peace. It'll be incredible. This is what will bring all of those good things that you really, really want in life. But again, I'm going to go back to that caveat. Don't do it for those things. Focus on serving those below you and you'll have the most fulfilling life ever. So maybe today, one of the things you can do is to find somebody who maybe doesn't feel they matter that much. Make them feel special today. Let them know how much you appreciate them. Even if it's just one person today that you find, let them know that, man, I appreciate you. I'm so glad you're here because you made my life better. All right, so tomorrow we're going to talk about some spiritual stuff. Uh Uh-oh, this might get me in trouble. Almost always does, but uh, I don't care. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast because Thursday's spiritual stuff, woo-woo stuff. Sometimes it's just about the mind, like what our creative abilities are. It's things like that. But it might be something that I I read in uh, some ancient book of wisdom or something. I try to get us to see that there are a lot of great resources around us. We have a lot of skill sets within us and capabilities within us. And we have this infinite potential that's beyond us. And I want to open up our minds to that. So that's tomorrow. Remember to rate and review this podcast, no matter where you're listening to it. If there's an opportunity to give a five-star rating, please do that and give a little bit of feedback. I'm grateful for that. It really fuels me as I move forward. So thank you so very much. I do appreciate you in a big, big way. You are the reason I'm doing this. And I just hope that your reach always extends beyond your grasp. 